You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today we're doing the coveted enemies to lovers trope. Mm, spicy. It's going to be so good. I feel like this is a really good topic because that random video that got like 750,000. Oh my gosh, I know. It's just literally enemies to lovers. It's like when you're forced to be married to someone you hate. But don't worry, because it's enemies to lovers. It's true, but it's about spicy. Oh, thank you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> um, So we wanted to talk about some of the books that we have and also get some of your recommendations. And I have like a specific book I'm looking for that I will reveal later. And I just need your help finding more copies of that. So yes. for everyone that's listening, help us. But we wanted to do a fun cold open, and so I hope that this relates to a lot of you guys, but we wanted to talk about living with boys and what it's like living with boys. Yeah, <laughs> and like husbands or boyfriends or I feel like we all we all struggle with this. Yes? Yes? Yeah. Yes, we do. I do. Here, I'll give you a perfect – Selena was asking me if we should do this, and I was like, oh, here's an example right now. I was uh, like, oh, girl, that fire. You should just – Jalen, plug your ears. <laughs> Full disclosure, we – I love you, honey, so much. Don't think I can listen to her. Taylor listens to the podcast. It's so sweet. Taylor does. Tanner does it. Tanner's like, oh, God, that thing you do, that thing you do all the time. Oh, yeah, I really support you in that emotionally. <laughs> to be fair, he comes to every wedding and, like, shoots yeah, her. So he does true. his other things. for that. It's and he fun. watches. It's fine. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me, Tanner. If you're listening to this. That's what you do. That's – all right, so here's a perfect example of what living with a boy is like. Is because you both hate doing the dishes, so neither of you wants to do the dishes. <laughs> and you ask him to do the dishes, and he does the dishes, but he loads the dishwasher horribly. So that finally the dishwasher load is done, and the dishes all have gross watermarks on them because they were overcrowded in the dishwasher, and nothing really got clean. But you can't really say anything about it because you just bugged the crap out of him to do the dishes, and he did them. <laughs> but did he do them right? No. How does that make you feel, Anna? <laughs> I secretly wash all of the dishes by hand again. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. To be fair, Jalen's someone that's always, like, always clean the house. I remember Jaylen us having- is the neat person in this relationship. So I'm sure he's going to listen to this and be like, what the crap? He's going to pause it. I'm stomping Anna, you put me on blast? No. <laughs> no. Jalen is the neat one in the relationship. I'll give him that. I it's thought just... it was Anna for like years. And I was oh, like, no, Anna, I'm so sorry. My house is She's like, no, girl. I am also a trash human. The reason our house, if anyone is listening to this and they know us personally and they come over to our house and they're always like, how do you live in such cleanliness? Because something overtakes Jalen's body when he knows that people are going to come visit us and he panic cleans. He panic cleans. It's the same way. It's so funny. Sometimes I invite people over because it will make Tanner clean. Panic clean. Oh, I do it all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's on Sunday. Someone's always coming. He's like, what? And all of a sudden he's like scrubbing and scraping everything and I'm just like, get it boy. Yes, clean my house. Oh, it's so funny. Like, I'm the type of person who's like, we live. We live in this house. People can know that we live here. It's fine. But I, I, like, think every single person besides you, Anna, when they know people are coming, they're like, what? 
this seat has never been sat on. What? There has never been a crumb on this floor. <laughs> when people walk into my house, I just want them to feel like they are walking through a meadow, a soft glen. They like sit on my pillow, like sit on my couch, and there's pre put like the couch is like the perfect soft temperature. And I'm not gonna lie, there's fresh lemonade on the <laughs> counter. Like this is like exactly what it's like. As soon as they leave, I like shut the door and I'm like, uh, commence, and like just everything explodes. Everything's like poof, like clothes come out of the couch, the pantry opens. Yeah, no yeah. one, do you- no one's gonna know. Who's gonna know? What would they know? They're not gonna know. What was that one that we kept quoting like on the phone the other day where where it was like, keep asking, keeping curious. Keeping curious, keep asking questions, never stop asking questions. <laughs> it's like, wow, how do you keep your house clean all the time? Keeping curious, keep asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, I would say, I think the funniest thing is just when you are first married, you have to learn love languages and you have to learn that like... The other person does not fill your cup. Like, when I... When one I was, person cannot fill your cup 100% of the way. It's and they shouldn't. Because yeah, honestly, like, if you're... Too, that's so much pressure on them. Sorry. Yes, you're right. If you're expecting someone, like, your person to fill your cup and they're expecting that, like, it's very draining. And I think mm-hmm. when I was dating Tanner, I was like, that we are the sun, the moon, the stars. Like, that is that is all I need. And, like, there was this competition between me and like my friends that were dating their boyfriends and was like my whole world is this person and only they can make me happy and then when I first got married I had this like rude awakening of like why am I not satisfied all the time and it was because I literally only hung out with my husband and I was just like a sad little biscuit I was crying in the club Anna just like singular tear emoji and what makes it even worse is we both when we first got married lived in Rexburg Idaho and a lot of people in our like our same age group got married at that same time Yes. And nobody was, like, interested in becoming friends. No. Like, I remember trying to make friends so hard and being, like, everyone just wants to be, like, friends with their husband. Nobody wants to be my girlfriend. What the heck? You're my girlfriend, please. Yeah. yeah. So, literally, like, I learned that what if you are, like, newly married or something or, like, haven't realized this because I got married at 20, so young. What I learned is that you have to have a – you have to fill your cup up and then your spouse fills their cup mm-hmm. up. And then you share that filled up cup thing together and then it's just glorious. And sometimes filling your cup up is taking a nap, taking a shower, like doing those things. And then you, after you've done those things, eating, like as basic as that is, y'all, girl, eat, girl, eat. Yeah. And then you come back and you're like, hey, I'm amazing. I'm being. 80% of why I'm crying in my closet or like on my bed is because I have not eaten or mm-hmm. taken a nap. Like, oh yeah. I think we literally today you were like, I I think I need a nap. <laughs> I know, like, we were like talking and we were like, let's like dive into what we're going to talk about. And I was like, I like want to so bad, but I can't. I have to take a nap. <laughs> you were just like fading. You're like, hey, Celine, yep, I'm, I'm going to take a nap. I'll see you later, girl. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Oh my God. She's just like, okay, bye. Honestly, that's why you're my best friend because literally we can just be like, hey, I love you call me in like two hours I can't right now and I'm like okay I love that so much about our friendship too because like one of the things that I love about how chill you are is that like I can also be chill does that make sense like because like I know when we go on our Harry Potter trip like I can literally say like hey me and Tanner are gonna go take two hours and go do this stupid thing I'll see you in two hours and it's fine like who cares or like if I'm like, oh, me and Tanner want to go, like, do dinner together or whatever, we'll come back. Or if I'm like, hey, Anna, do you want to go get matching t-shirts? Like, we're cool with that. And I if you said like, no. Right now. 
Bye, Tanner and Jalen. Have fun. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad our husbands are friends. I never <laughs> get lucky with that. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever have like girlfriends where you're like, we're friends, but our husbands, they try yeah. really they hard. hard. Like, I feel like Jalen and Tanner, like, literally on the phone today, we were on the phone and our husbands were like, yeah. Taylor was like, hey, is Tanner coming with you? And I was like, Jalen was like, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I wish. Tell Jalen, if you're listening to this, I wish Tanner would spend time with me too, but he's in stupid PA school. I was like, <laughs> I know. Jalen was like, Who, he doesn't need school. And I was like, yeah, no, he doesn't. Just kidding. I want that. Ca- I want that salary, bro. <laughs> the sacrifice we make. No. Okay. So living with boys. Um, I just don't living with boy advice is way better than my living with boy advice no I have vents too I'm ready for it I just feel like that's important to know um my living with boy advice is that it is okay to have two tvs and I know that sounds weird but when I first was married maybe this isn't like marriage advice living with boys is different this is marriage advice it's okay (laughs) to have separate interests I used to think we had to watch the same tv show all the time and do all of the same things together I think this is relating to the first thing Mm -hmm. but once we got two tvs I would go watch vampire diaries and he would watch whatever show family guy I don't know and then he would come back and be like hey what's up and it was great yeah you had a chance literally okay my mother-in-law is like queen of marital advice go so if you're listening to this now so you occasionally listen to her episode are you dropping in girl hey girl because thanks for making that doll of me i didn't realize that it was of me and anna until later on like like 12 days later i was like whoa was that me on the doll i know she like so you messaged me and i was like yeah i put that on our stories i did not connect it i just thought you were sharing like a cute image of dolls holding books and i was like that's so cool and it was ordered little miniature book replicas (laughs) no she was like so thank you like the attention to detail I was sitting there like I've just like next level activated this is great back to her advice oh yeah so she's always getting these books on audible and I think like 17 people no lie are signed into her audible because she's always like listen to this book I have listen to this book I have it's amazing like I am her yes I do the same thing yeah and so one of this one of the books is just like marriage counseling stuff like ways to strengthen your marriage yes and like the best advice it has is like you like need to make sure you can witness your significant other in roles that like help them shine so like you can like experience being like proud of them and like yes like excited for them and they can like shine for you they can it's like their way of impressing you like subconsciously Mm -hmm. it's like a very attractive thing I'm probably explaining it all wrong no I like I'm so glad you brought that up because it's super true like um, when I see Tanner like doing school stuff or like when he did, this is going to sound really inappropriate. Tanner has to do practice exams on me for school. Take that as you may, but it's I mean, not. You, it only sounds inappropriate because you're like, this is going to sound really inappropriate. <laughs> well, it, it is. Well, it is in theory. I thought it was going to be fun, but really it's him asking me questions for 45 minutes and then doing a routine exam on my body that is Tell not fun. Back, like, he like, yeah. And he like sticks things in my, like, in my facial holes, like, like <laughs> nose. I was like, I don't just above, above the chest, above the chest. Dad, if you're listening to this, like, no, like, like mouth, eyes, like whatever. Anyways, he has to look at my ears. And so I thought it would be fun, but it wasn't. But back to that is like, I have literally listened to him 
memorize all those things and I was just sitting there like wow you were so smart and like I, I'm excited for those moments where I get to see him do all those things because like I wish I could see Tanner like do all of his nerdy things like you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's fun Jalen works from home so I get to like really on a first-hand level experience sometimes though like Ooh, he's so and smart and artistic and impressive. But like, sometimes we'll be like, Anna, come upstairs, come look at this. And I'm like, okay, like, put my bowl of cereal down and walk up the stairs. And he's like, I changed the font to like 11 from 12. What do you think? Looks amazing, right? Oh my God. <laughs> do you, like, he, has he seen the one about papyrus with, uh, yes, papyrus. the SNL skit where he's just like, yes. Ryan Gosling is just sitting there like, he used, Papyrus for, for Avatar, the movie that made him. There he's like panning out the window and it's like raining and he's in the woods across the street. And like, Papyrus. Literally, if you have not seen that, you have to watch it. It's so it's funny, so- but like me and Jalen, because Jalen did like art for school and I did communications with an emphasis in video or in visual design, visual media. So like a lot of the same like typefaces and like typography like I got a very minor version of his degree and it's so funny because I'm like Jalen you and I could have a lot of discussions about font choices I'll be like oh my gosh he panned a sand he paired a sans serif with a serif no mm-mm, no I know and Jalen does that to me thinking I'll understand it and I'm like wow oh. how dare he he needs to include us in a group chat so whenever he wants to have that so that way you're still in there looking at our text messages because we're trying to stay appropriate here but Jalen can always send me like a look at this font combination I'll be like that makes me sick like amazing <laughs> You should. I'm gonna tell him that. Yeah, just be like, I'm still in the chat. <laughs> I'll just every once in a while I'll be like, "What's up? This is so interesting." Wow, weirdos! You're all weird. <laughs> you can be the April Ludgate. No, not April. What is? Yeah, April, right? April Ludgate. Yeah. Yeah. Who's just like? I wish I was drunk right now. <laughs> when she when. <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay, so um, living with boys, they're just they're gross. Oh my gosh, Tanner's. Yeah. Tanner, like, shoves the toothbrush to the back of his throat, and he has this weird thing where he doesn't... Are you crying right now? I'm like, why is that so funny to me? I don't know. No, it's the point where, like, we've had this conversation for, like, a lot in the past month, where I, like... (laughs) I'm laughing so hard because, oof! I feel that. So, so... I'm, like, a singular tear is rolling down my face as I'm trying to tell you this. So he's like brushing his teeth and I just hear and I just like look over him and I'm like, what are you doing? He looks like a like um wolf with like foam at the mouth. And that thing is going so I was literally like, dude, you are deep throating that right there. Like you are deep throating. He's like, what does that mean? I was like, I'm I'm not gonna clarify. I'm not gonna tell you. Oh my gosh. And so then, you know what I realized when he took the when he took the toothbrush out of his mouth, it was my toothbrush! conversations i've had with him about that i'm like i don't want you deep throwing my toothbrush (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i'm gonna get it together (laughs) yeah i feel that i think everyone has a fight of like like, there's issues with Jalen that I'm like, I'm not going to bring it up. I don't care that much. And then he'll do it for a month. And I'm like, can you not? Can you can you maybe not do that? And he's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, 
Do you not? You really don't know what the matter is? Can you not do that? <laughs> did, did I tell you about the time? I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I called you about all these things. Where I woke him up at like 1.30 in the morning because I was staring at him like, I hate you. And Because he had the fan on and he had been having it on forever. And I'm just sitting there with like four blankets on <laughs> and like his blanket around my face like this. And I'm just sitting there like... And I'm just staring at him and I'm like, I wake him up and I'm like, turn the fan off. <laughs> oh, literally, Jalen snores at night and he doesn't like to admit that he does. I'm about to out myself. I'm about to out myself so bad right now. I'll kick him in his sleep to wake him up and he'll be like, is everything okay? And I'm like, oh, what's the matter? Are you okay? Did you wake up? Okay, we'll turn on your side then because you're snoring. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We when we got a king size bed, it like alleviated so much in our marriage because we each had our own individual side of the bed. There was no like touching mm-hmm. of the feet or hands. But no, oh, Tanner snores too. And I just like I go Tanner, 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 you snore. He's like shake him. He's like, what? What is everything okay? <laughs> and he like reaches for his gun. I'm like, don't. No, 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 no. We're fine. Just turn you on just your side. Turn. It's like, okay. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, um, enemies. Tanner, you, off. if Jalen and Tanner have a problem with this, they can make their own podcast and just air all of it. I would listen to it. I would. I would do. Feel honestly. free. If they can even put it up on here. Like, Tanner and Jalen take over for an episode and just, like, blast us. Be like, you want to know what Selene... Selene is always calling Anna all the time. Like, she tells Anna things before she tells me. I'm like, well... <laughs> Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> Jalen's like, Anna says she loves you to Celine more than she says it to me. <laughs> Ever since Anna and Celine started this podcast, Anna like ignores Lincoln to read books and like she'll have to. <laughs> Literally though. Literally though. <laughs> okay, so to the plot. You guys definitely yes. came to listen to the to the point of this. Yes. Now that you've heard us talk about our husbands. And my husband deep throating my freaking toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even talked about him peeing. So like we haven't, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. Not today. Not in the shower that I'm in. Nope. Oh no. Your husband done that. Mine did once and I was like, no, this is a boundary we can never cross. I remember one time when we were living in an apartment we live in a house now in the bathroom. This is, like, high tier. The bathroom is its own room, like, away from the shower. There's a door. But it used to be that the bathroom, like, the toilet, the shower, the sink was all, like, within two feet, three feet of each other. Yes, because we both lived in – you lived in a one-bedroom, 500-square-foot apartment. Yes, it was tiny. And tiny. I remember one time he came in and he was like, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. My stomach is so upset. And I was like, no, no, no. This is all that type of marriage. We will never cross that bridge, Jalen. You can go some, go to the McDonald's on the street because that bridge is not. Meanwhile, me and Tanner, like at this point, five and a half years in, we're just making eye contact. He's like, he's like in bed, and I'm like, hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Wait, you can show me that thing. What is it? Come on in. Come on in. Yeah, we've crossed a lot of bridges. I don't know if, like, a number two will ever be that for No, we'll never do number two. But once Tanner saw me give birth, there was just no boundaries. I was like, oh, yeah. yep. That's very true. He saw a lot of things that day. I saw a lot of things that day. I saw I saw your birth. What does that mean for us? I know you did. And I kept being, like, the whole time I was, like, 
trying to push my gown down and you were like, Anna, stop it. You're literally giving birth. <laughs> I know. I was, I don't even remember. If it makes you feel better, I saw everything, but I don't remember it at all. Yeah. I was more focused on. story what? that I always remember is the nurse kicked over. I hate to, this sounds so gory. The blood bucket. In my oh delivery. my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh, don't don't look down. Oh my gosh, nobody look down. No, oh, oh my gosh, nobody look, nobody look. And like used eight towels to clean it all up. Like, and she's like, we're just gonna throw these away. What is so funny is I remember Jalen and I were like, the doctor was like, and there's her placenta. And I was like, Jalen, don't. I was like, this, it looks like a bloody balloon. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it looks like a bloody balloon. And I was trying not to look because the last time I saw a placenta, by the way, guys, I'm a, photographer for those that are not are coming to us i'm a photographer i didn't just i wasn't just like at anna's birth i was paid to be there <laughs> i was paid to be there no i wanted to capture anna's life story of her giving birth for like anyway so i was filming that but the first time i filmed a birth this was not anna's time like 16 births beforehand i was six weeks pregnant and i saw the placenta and immediately like after luckily this was afterwards i just like vomited for like 10 minutes and I was like, Jalen, that's the, that's the, that's the placenta. And he was like, oh yeah. It's like, it's just, and then we both looked at it and we both were like, yeah, it does kind of look like a placenta. <laughs> I never saw it. I don't even know what it looks like. It looks like a bloody balloon. There you go. It's like, <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. Great. I could never be one of those people that eats their placenta. Like after seeing one, I'm literally like, no. mm. I researched a lot of stuff when I was pregnant and like getting them turned into pill form or like air drying, like freeze drying it. That was like a big thing. Gross. I remember I thought so many things about like if I could make a video of like when you're pregnant, all the things that you think of and then like all when you're a new mom, all the things you think of and then like a toddler of like an or a parent of like an almost two, three year old. I literally am like, who did I even think I was? Who did I even like? No. Okay. Can I just? I used to be one of those moms who like would judge other moms, and I would be like, I cannot believe that mother does not have socks on her child. <laughs> you probably were judging me, girl. Let's be real. I was <laughs> such a hot mess in front of you. <laughs> you were, but like, I never judged you for it. And then I had my own kid, and I was like, How dare I? The audacity I had to do. If I could go back in time and slap myself, I would. I would be like, Who did I think I was? One of my lacrosse teammates, and I don't know why she told me, and to this day, it, like, has affected me. We were, like, getting laced up for our game, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I was at Walmart today, and there was this girl. This was, like, I had I had, had Adelaide a year beforehand, and Adelaide, you remember how much Adelaide would just love screaming, like, yes. screaming at the top oh of her lungs? Gosh, yeah. So, um, she's a, she's a peach now, guys, don't worry. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't come off. Like, she's like, she's a peach now. Don't you worry. <laughs> Adelaide, I'm so sorry. Future you is listening to this. Okay, so basically she was like talking to me and she was like, yeah, she this kid was like screaming at the grocery store and I just looked at the mom and was like, can you get her to be quiet? Because ugh, it was so annoying. No one can get her to be quiet. And I just was sitting there like, do you know? I didn't say anything and I was like, oh, that's crazy. And I was literally like, is that what people think of me? Like, I was like... My sister says the same... Like, I have sisters who say the same... Now that they have, like, had Lincoln in their lives, they know a little bit better. But my sister Sarah used to always be like, I will not be the mother in church whose child is screaming. I, they will be... They will know better than to scream in church. And I was like, oh, will they, Sarah? Will they? You have no control. You have... I know. I'm like, I no hope control. that for you. But now that you've said that out loud, that will not be the case. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, I'm sorry, girl. It's a cross you'll have to bear. 
Yes. Okay. Enemies to lovers. Let's start. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. We're so sorry. After the 8,000 detours we took to get here. You know what? We're here. It's a ride. We're here now. We're not mad about it. Okay. Go. So the first book we're talking about is Serpent and Dove, which yes. everyone knows, but it's an iconic enemies to lovers. So it's a prime example. Exactly. And we're not going to be talking about like the plots of the books. We're just going to be talking about how these characters are enemies to each other. And, like, how, yes. like, they're going to have to overcome that. We're not going to spoil anything. This is a spoiler-free episode. Don't worry. Yes. Okay. Go I am going to read a little back page excerpt for Serpent and Dove, though. <clears throat> Bound as one to love, honor, or burn. Two years ago, Louise LeBlanc fled her coven and took shelter in the city of Caesarean, forsaking all magic and leaving off whatever she could steal. There, witches like Lou are hunted. They are feared, and they are burned. Sworn to the church as a Chaucer. <clears throat> Sorry. Reed Diggory has lived his life by one principle, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. His path was never meant to cross with Luz, but a wicked stunt forces them into an impossible union. Holy matrimony. The war between witches and church is an ancient one, and Luz's most dangerous enemies bring a fate worse than fire. Unable to ignore ignore her growing feelings, yet powerless to change what she is, a choice must be made, and love makes fools of us all. Great. So this is a, obviously a prime example because of the trip. Like, where are they going with that? Wow. Woo. Keep going, girl. I believe in you. <laughs> this is a prime example of enemies to lovers because it's like one, two groups pitted against each other, like forced. Yeah. Like, it's like a Romeo and Juliet, like that yeah. kind of like. And they're not they're forced to, to be together, but like kind of. They're just forced to have shared space. We love that shared space. Like, oh, yeah. put them in it. Turn that heat up. Turn it up. And I love that they were forced to be married. So, like, there's no there's no rules. I it's know, like, there well, are none. Because, now. like, what I like about that is Reed, like, is a very religious man. And he, like, takes his vows seriously. And that's cool. Like, a lot of times you don't see that being honored in books. So, that this was, like, a cool... I mean, eventually he, like, disappeared yeah. the church. The fake church in this book. <laughs> anyway. Yes. We love the church. We love Jesus. We love Jesus on this podcast. <laughs> if you don't, that's okay. We love you too. Clarifying. Everyone can do their own thing. We just, we love Jesus. <laughs> but in this book, he kind of, there's a moment at the very end where I was like, wow, we've just brushed over that gigantic moment that he just, I okay, know. Yep. It, like this, something's big happened at the end of the book. And it's just like, oh, did that just happen? And then the book ends and you're like, oh my gosh, okay. Did, did no one talk about that? Did no one? I cannot. I need to read this. I'm like halfway through the second book right now. And I need to figure out like how he's doing. I'm like, how you doing, Reed? How you doing? But I love that Reed really stands for what he is. And they're both really whole, complete characters. And I think when you're really falling in love with someone, you need to be complete yourself. And like, this is like a quote I heard and you can relate it to your life however you want. But when I was like trying to figure out the dating life, there was someone that told me, run towards God as fast as you can. And when someone catches up to you, introduce yourself. Oh. And I thought that was really cool. And I was like, you can obviously apply that to like run towards whatever as fast as you can or whatever. Yeah. And I just thought that was super interesting. It's like, go develop yourself as a person. And then when you are there, the person that's that you want and that's worthy for you that you're trying, like they will introduce themselves. They will fight for you. They will fight those dragons or whatever. And I think what's really cool is like read was a whole person and she was a whole person they obviously were imperfect characters but like they were very confident in themselves and um 
Reed really protects her and respects her. He stays yes. a gentleman the whole time, except for like one part where I'm just sitting there like, Reed, you idiot. What part? I don't remember. I can't tell you because this is a spoiler free episode. Tell me, what part, tell me like where in the book it takes place, like the middle. Line. Um, When it's all shown, when everything is shown and he's like, oh, yeah, and he's like, yes, says, yes, yes. That's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But there are some quotes that I like pulled from both of them that are like just oh, examples of why this is such a good trope, especially in this book. Um, and this mm-hmm. is Reed <clears throat> saying, I loved her despite everything, despite the lies, the betrayal, the hurt, despite the Archbishop and Morgane LeBlanc, despite my own brothers. I don't know if she returned that love and I didn't care. If she was destined to burn in hell, I would burn with her. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. And Lou, like, slowly... And Lou, the thing you have to know about Lou is she's this, like, sarcastic, witty, doesn't take crap from anyone person. And so, like, she was constantly trying to embarrass him in front of, like, the people he knew <clears throat> and his fellow, like, Chaucers. So she would always be like, I'm going to sing a song called Big Liddy, Big Titty Liddy, and it's going to be funny, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to go out in trousers, and you can do nothing about it. She's so fun, and I love how rebellious she is and stuff like that. I just think the first book is just a joy. Just a joy. Because there's, like, a part here. Here's another part where she, like, was constantly doing these things to, like, threaten him, and, and then she he would, like, be like, okay, stop. Like, I'll give you what you want. So finally she was like, now move, or I swear on my life, I will strip naked right here and dance the burr. I thrust my hands on my hips and looked at him expectantly. He didn't even glance at the people around us. Instead, he kept his eyes trained on mine, a slow smirk spreading across his face. Do it. Oh, also i feel like he definitely comes into his own and realizes exactly how to play her she's he's like you're yes. playing me you know what do it i'll enjoy it but also you'll feel like <laughs> i love it it's beautiful it's a, it's a good it's that's a good book. example of their like back and forth mm-hmm. i love that oh okay so the book that i chose um Oh gosh, I think I'm gonna talk about Sky in the Deep. So it's by Adrian Young. I just read it last week. It's so good. I love it. <clears throat> Let me read the back. So raised to be a warrior, 17-year-old Elin fights against her Asuka clansmen in an ancient rivalry against the Ricky clan. Her life is brutal but simple, fight and survive until the day she sees the impossible in the battlefield, her brother fighting with the enemy, the brother she watched die five years ago. Faced with her brother's betrayal, she must survive the winter in the mountains with the Ricky in a village where every neighbor is an enemy, every battle scar possibly one she delivered. But when the Ricky village is raided by a ruthless clan thought to be a legend, Elin is even more desperate to get back to her beloved family. She isn't given no choice but to trust Fisky, her... Brother's friend who sees her has a threat. They must do the impossible, unite the clans to fight together or risk being slaughtered one by one. Driven by a love for, for her clan and her growing love for Fisky, Elin must, maybe it's Fisk? I don't know. Elin must confront her own definition of loyalty and her family while daring to put her faith in the people she spent her life hating. So I really loved this book. Um, it was just a really good escape from, yeah. we've been reading a lot of huge books and Salem books and just lots and lots of world building and so this book was such a good like one shot standalone book but it's just a really beautiful story and yeah, so she's taking cap she's taking prisoner she's taken prisoner so that's how they they get that enemies to lovers thing and um i think that they really well rounded all of the characters and and i really respected the main character i think that's one thing that adrian young does really well is you really respect these the strong main character and she has like they all have good reasons for why they are imperfect like 
you can sit with it, you can, you're okay with it, and you get to watch them grow. What's really cool and something that I really respect is that Fisky, like, gosh, I'm probably pronouncing this so wrong. How would you pronounce that? Fisk? 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 Let's try Fisk. I like that better. So yeah, Fisk, like, he, he grows so much to, like, respect her, and there's, like, a really beautiful scene at the end where, like, he, he just really honors her as a person and she honors him and they just their relationship goes from like because they really do have hatred like she and him but then like they grow through trust and stuff like that and he really protects her and even when she doesn't deserve it or when he doesn't like it's just awesome i really can't say anymore without giving anything away but i just want to say like if you love enemies to lovers you will love sky in the deep it's a good story I've been oh i wish i could say more i've been looking at it like right now Go get it. Actually, you're reading the Crown's Game. Finish that first. Yes. True. I'm reading True. the Crown's Game, which is also a uh, enemy's Lovers trope. But I yes, I'll talk about it on this episode. Okay, go. So my next book is The Wrath and the Dawn. Um, and I'm read the little back page excerpt for you. Go for it. In a it. land ruled by a murderous boy king, each dawn brings heartache to a new family. Khalid, in the 18-year-old Caliph of Khorasan, is a monster. Each night he takes a new bride, only to have a silk cord wrapped around her throat come morning. When 16-year-old Shahrzad's dearest friend falls victim to Khalid, Shahrzad vows vengeance and volunteers to be his next bride. Shahrzad, I can, I like can say her nickname right, but Shahrzad is determined not only to stay alive, but to end up the Caliph's reign of terror once and for all. Night after night, Shahrzad beguiles Khalid, Khalid, oh my gosh, I'm sorry with these names. <laughs> leaving stories that enchant and sharing her survival though she knows each dawn could be her last but something she never expected begins to happen khalid is nothing like what she'd imagined him to be this monster is a boy with a tormented heart incredibly shahzad finds herself falling in love how is this possible it's an unforgivable betrayal still shahzad has come to understand all is not as it seems in this place of marble and stone she resolves to uncover whatever secrets lurk, and despite her love, be ready to take Khalid's life as retribution for the many lives he's stolen. Can their love survive this world of stories and secrets? Um, and I'm going to do a little disclaimer here. I've read the book, but also, if anyone, I'm like about to out myself so hard about out being it. such a like weirdo. It's not a weirdo. It's cool. It's a normal thing. But um, if you've ever heard of this thing called Webtoons, it's this little app you can have where people make, like, comics. Yeah. Um, a lot of books get turned into Webtoons. And so wow. The Rap Dawn has been turned into a Webtoon. Mm-hmm. And so you guys can go on there and read. The whole first book has been, like, published. It's all out. And it's, like, really cool to see the art style and put, like, faces to, like, all these names. Like, exact faces. And, like, it's fun to, like, see in like illustration all these scenarios play out yeah so, little tidbit for all you guys there it's called webtoons oh i need to read it it looks yeah, so good you know it's it's a definite like perfect enemies to lovers but what i like about it is that like obviously there's something more to the story than just he's a murderous like king who yeah. killed all of his brides right there's something further going on and what is so fun is you don't like you know as much as shazi knows which mm-hmm. is like is Shazad's nickname yeah so like throughout all of it you're like I know and because she's like the more has to be going on than this I don't understand so but like the description says like each night she's like I'd like to tell you a story and she like leaves a story on a cliffhanger before the dawn reaches every night and she's like if you want to hear the rest come back to me tomorrow as like her way to stay alive as she like plots to kill him Khalid 
Oh, I want to read that. This makes me, I'm adding it to my list, like, right now. Do it. Because there's a quote that is, like, so, anyway, so it's, what are you doing to me, you plague of a girl, he whispered. If I'm a plague, then you should keep your distance, unless you plan on being destroyed. The weapon's still in her grasp. She shoved against his chest. No, his hands dropped to her waist. Destroy me. Ah! What? Shut up. That's so good. I know. They have, like, really witty banter, too, like, back and forth. And, like, eventually she, like, they teach each other. She's like, you are, like, a king to be feared. She was like, you should, people should quiver at the sight of you. Like, she teaches him to be, like, like, he already is a warrior and he's very strong. But, like, she helps him mentally, like, get kind of on his feet. It's, like, such, it's a good book. I recommend it to everyone. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is Wuthering Heights. So, have you heard of, like, the... Have I heard of Wuthering Heights? Have you heard of that? Have you have you heard of that book? Like, I don't know. It's, like, really well-known. I'm a super big hipster by bringing it up, so... Okay, so this is the quote I'll start off with. You said I killed you. Haunt me, then. Be with me always. Take any form. Drive me mad. Only do not leave me in this abyss where I cannot find you. Oh, Haunt me, then. Emily. Emily Bronte. You queen. Okay, let me bring up the summary of it. So, Wuthering Heights is amazing. Um, he's more than myself than I am. Whatever our souls are made of, his and mine are the same. If all else, per- if all else perished and he remained, I should still continue to be. And if all else remained and he were annihilated, the universe would turn into a muddy stranger. Mm-hmm. I wish I were a girl again, half savage and hardy and free. If he loved with all the powers of his puny being, he couldn't love as much in 80 years as I could in a day. Kath, oh. I have not broken your heart. You have broken it. And in breaking it, you have broken mine. Terror made me cruel. She burned too bright for this world. Like, come on. Why have you guys not read this yet? <laughs> Wuthering Heights is amazing. Selene is queen of, like, loving old books. I love it. Okay. I'm just going to try to find, like, literally, I was trying to find it on Goodreads and it's not there. Not um, let me grab it. But the description is not good. Yeah, it's just like it was written in this thing, and I was like, okay. of it. yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, it's a wild, passionate story. That's what I'm at. Oh, it's seven bucks on Amazon, guys. Yeah, Hop on that. <laughs> Used for two dollars and ninety two cents. So, okay, people are giving me. Why are people telling? They're like, this is. I'm so sorry, guys. I was more prepared. I was more prepared before this. That's okay. It's just, it's like Wuthering Heights is Emily Bronte's first and only published novel written between October 1945 under the pseudonym Ellis Bell. Bronte died the following year, aged 30. I was like, I don't care. Tell me what, tell me about it. Here it is. Wuthering Heights is a wild, passionate story of the intense and almost demonic love between Catherine Urshaw and Heathcliff, a foundling adopted by Catherine's father. After Mr. Urshaw's death, Heathcliff is bullied and humiliated by Catherine's brother, Henley, and wrongly believing that his love for Catherine is not reciprocated. Um, leaves Wuthering Heights only returned years later as a wealthy and polished man. He proceeds to extra- exact a terrible revenge for his former miseries. The action of the story is chaotic and unremittingly violent, but the accomplished handling of a complex structure, the evocative descriptions of the lonely moorland setting, and the poetic grandeur of vision make to to make this unique novel a masterpiece of English literature. I'm going to be real. This is a toxic, they're toxic as hell. Like, this is like a really not a, not a happy book. Like, but it's also like, if you love toxic 
toxic relationships. Sometimes sometimes they're fun to read. Yeah, if you want an example of what my ex-boyfriend was, this is a really great one. Yeah, like... (laughs) Emily, Emily went through it. You know that Emily was hurt once in her life. Like, I'm just like, she is writing from what she knows, like whatever she went through. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's great. And she wrote it and then she died a year later. It's fine. This poor girl. I love you, Emily. But it's super beautiful. Um, The current of love, lust, and possession runs through the story, which is told to the new renter of the Grange by the housekeeper of Wuthering Heights. As she sits and knits, she spins a tale of the tempestuous love story of Kathy and Heathcliff, slowly but surely are pulled into the the machinations of the Littons and the Urshaws and the orphan Heathcliff engage in the cold, damp, wind-swept moors of the Yorkshire estate. Your mind becomes filled with Heathcliff, always Heathcliff, watching, planning, deeply in love with Kathy. The story follows their lives through two generations. As a reader, I have yet to, I have to wonder what state of mind Emily Bronte was in when she wrote The Turbulent Tale. Um, published, the story was considered lurid and shocking, but a masterpiece. So, it's beautiful. Mm. It's a beautiful it's a book. Big. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. Heathcliff. Who? Is he a villain? Is he an anti-hero? Do we know? He that? gives off Scarlett O'Hara, Gone with the Wind, like, what's his face? I don't give a... My oh my darling, I don't give a damn. Frankly, my darling, I don't give a damn. Yeah, no, that's um, oh my gosh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, that's the vibe that I get from him. You know, that was the first curse word ever in TV. And the Um, world has definitely changed since then. Subscribe for more flame burning, interesting facts from your. I just cuss just now. Did I just cuss just now? I don't know. What did you think you said? Did I say the D word? Yeah. Oh I gosh, I just explicited us. I'm so sorry. I don't even cuss in real life. Guys, mom, I don't cuss. <laughs> Honestly, of all the things you could have said, I think that, that one's pretty mild. I know. Okay, go. Um, so the last book I'm going to talk about is To Kill a Kingdom, which I haven't read yet. Um, so I'm talking about it to hold myself accountable to read it. Because I'm holding it right here in my hand, and it obviously sounds very. And I, who knows? I might fever read it all tonight. Please do. After food. crowns game. <laughs> After, of course. Vika and Nikolai need you to finish it. I know. To see what she does with magic. Mm. Just need Go. To see. Just need to experience it. Okay, so, Dickula Kingdom. Here's the back page. I have a heart for every year I've been alive. Princess Lyra is siren royalty and the most lethal of them all. With the hearts of 17 princes in her collection, she is revered across the sea until a twist of fate forces her to kill one of her own. To punish her daughter, the Sea Queen transforms Lyra into the one thing sirens loathe most, a human. Robbed of her song, Lyra has until the winter solstice to deliver Prince Elaine's heart to the Sea Queen or remain a human forever. The ocean is the only place Prince Elaine calls home. Even though he is heir to the most powerful kingdom in the world, Hunting sirens is more than an unsavory hobby. It's his calling. When he rescues a drowning woman in the ocean, she's more than what she appears. She promises to help him find the key to destroying all of siren kind for good. But can he trust her? And just how many deals will Elaine have to broker to eliminate humankind's greatest enemy? Um, and let me just tell you why I'm so excited to read this. Because there is a scene in here with like a couple of words. I'm pulling it up on Goodreads. Sorry. I'm going to find it. It's going to be so fast. Um... Where I was reading reading one of the reviews, and they... Yeah, here we go. Meet our two main characters. Lyra. In one move, I plunge my fist into the prince's chest and pull out his heart. Elaine. 
technically I'm a murderer, but I like to think that's one of my better qualities. And so like, that's just like how you beat them off the bat, off the bat. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm here for like a dark YA fantasy enemies to lovers. I'm very excited. So if you read this, let me know what you think. Oh, and then to end this episode out, me and Celine have very specific trope scenes. <gasps> oh my gosh. Let's talk about it right now. Let's talk about Is yours. It? I have one too. Okay, so, like, guys, I am specifically looking for ball gown, strong heroine with a mission, knife strapped to thigh. And, like, I want it to be good, and I want her to be glamorous, and I want that there. Like, if you guys have read Allie Carter's, like, Gallagher Girls, I want that kind of heroine, but in a cool dress with a knife to her thigh. So, like, give me your recommendations. Okay, your turn, Anna. Here's what I want. And I, we saw it for like a second in A Court of Mist and Fury. So don't at me because I already know about this one. <laughs> um, Go. I just want, I want a true enemies to lovers where they're forced to travel together. And she or he, like one of the two is having a nightmare because obviously they've had a rough upbringing. Things have been rough in their life. They have yes. And the other person is like, this is their first like chance of where they're like should i comfort this person yes like is this person to be comforted so they go to this is mine's very specific they go to comfort them <laughs> the person wakes up in like a rage of like confusion grabs the other person's throat like pins them onto the floor <laughs> this is so specific so specific give it to me i just need this in my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then she reaches up and grabs his face or like you know they like touch their face and it's like i'm right here i'm right here it's okay i'm right here Give it to this, me. Is, this is what happens when uh she kicks jail in the middle of the night when he's <laughs> expectation versus reality <laughs> oh i know i'd be like oh comforting someone when, they, when they're taking dreams like cuddling the bed and be like oh you actually snore i know and literally jalen would wake up and he'd like sling his arm across and, like hit me in the chest or across the face he's like are you, are you okay is everything okay and i'm like yeah just go back to sleep i'm fine have you ever been punched in the face or punched your spouse in the face in bed um i have a story that i didn't i didn't let jalen live down for so long we were cuddling on the couch one time and he lifted his elbow up to like turn over a position and smacked me elbowed me right in the temple with his out like i was seeing stars he hit me so hard <laughs> and jalen and anna are like the littlest people it's so <laughs> funny like but jalen's really buff so like, he is like buff. we're like we look normal comparative to each other like if you saw a picture you would be like what a normal couple no i'm like 4'11 and he's like 5'6 he probably would say he's 5'7 but he's yes. like we're both pretty short Five seven. I'm five seven. If that gives you any context. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. You're gonna see pictures of like when we go to uh, Harry Potter World. Harry Potter World of like me and Tanner and then Anna and Jalen, and we'll just do like a little singular bar tower. Wow. I think that we've I, like that joke shows my age. I just realized. I know. Wow. Weird. Maybe not. Maybe everyone gets it. Comment us or like message us if you get the joke because we're not gonna explain it. Yeah. Have fun, Gen Z, with that joke. You wouldn't <laughs> even know. Stupid. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not better. I'm not better. It's better at all. I'm I not mad that someone that can't legally drink. This side part right now with my skinny jeans on. No regrets. <laughs> We're okay. Y'all are great. We will talk to you guys next week. And I love you. What a great ending. See you guys next time. Now that we've just flashed the camera, love you. Bye. bye.